Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, happy Friday afternoon. It is such a delight to be with here, here with you. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner, RDH, hostess of The Dental Handoff. And who I have with me today is the Erica Spring. I know many of you all know Erica. Um, it's, it's so funny, Erica, and I didn't tell you this, is that when I would be at conferences, people would always say, do you know Erica Spring? And, and I'm like, I know I know Erica. And so what's funny is that recently... Um, I linked back up with Erica through other conversations and I'm like, I know, I know you, you guys ever have that. I, I know that through COVID we all had that, but come to find out she and I had met each other 12 years ago when I started up the dental hygiene program in Williamsburg and she came in and she, she has her specter perspective and re remembrance of how we met. And then so did I, and just such a small world. So Erica, it's so great to reconnect with you. It's awesome to be here with you today, Kelly. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we reconnected. I know it's, it's, it's a small, big world in dentistry, but, um, I just, I love hearing about people's paths and want want people to know about yours. I'm so inspired by you and what you're doing and what you're bringing and what you've done. And then what I love too about connecting with individuals like yourself is that there's so many glimpses of hope of nuggets of, you know, things that you've overcome in your journey that we just are like, we just like breeze right through. And it's like, oh yeah. And then that happened. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, you just said a lot right there. So I want people to hear your journey and tell them your story about why dental hygiene and how it chose you. Absolutely. Well, I think it definitely chose me and I just, you know, you're right. The dental world is so small and I've been so blessed in my career to just be naturally curious about all things dentistry, whether it's technology, whether it's science-based, whether it's, hey, I'm trying this, you know, doctors and um, different dentists and different scopes of practice. And I, I just attribute, you know, really not necessarily to me, but to everybody else that has been in my circle the last, you know, 24 years as a hygienist and 30 years the dental profession. So um, gosh, where do I start? I started in high school. I started at a vocational program. My mom was a dental assistant and my dad was a geography teacher in high school. And through that time, I'm kind of like, you know, I wanted something to get out of school with. I wanted to be employed part time. I really didn't want to do hygiene because I thought hygiene was I don't want to be scraping teeth all day. And after I got out into private practice as an assistant, 
I was kind of like, you know, there's, I, I needed that autonomy. I started to see things that I wanted to address in patients. I started to see, you know, poor oral hygiene and how I could interact with patients. And I thought, you know, I think I can do this. I think I can do more. There's more than just scaling teeth. So uh, I was accepted. I'm an alumni of Coastal Carolina Community College which is where I spent about 10 years as full-time faculty. Currently, I'm adjunct right now teaching perio. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's surreal looking back at just, you know, graduating, working for a periodontist. Um, I was actually, I did some consulting for the daughter of the very first dental practice that I worked for here in Eastern North Carolina. So like I worked in that practice and I'm like, your dad was my first employer ever. You know, and I treated her as a child. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just been a surreal journey. And I just, I just can't say it enough. I've been so blessed to have so many awesome, you know, people in, in my, in my journey. So, you know, from 10 years, 15 years of private practice, um, I decided I wanted to do more. I wanted to take what I learned in a work for three periodontists across the state and I wanted to give back to the profession. And I started teaching adjunct at Laramie County Community College. And this is before you and I met. And that kind of started getting me interested in education. And I'm like, hey, I, I can, I'm kind of good at this. Like I can teach instrumentation. And after working in Perio for so long, I was like, all right, let me go back to school. Let me get my bachelor's degree. And I connected with Northern Arizona University and their degree completion program finished my bachelor's degree, ended up moving back to North Carolina and getting a full-time position, faculty position at Coastal. And um, I stayed there through some military uh, years and transitions, which is how I ended up connecting with you when we got stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. And I worked for Tanya Brown in Chesapeake. And she was instrumental in my career in so many ways. She took me as a hygienist to a different level clinically because she was a Spear Dawson dentist. We looked at occlusion. Um, she was able to let me do her new patient exams. So she really took my educator background and morphed a position for me where I was her new patient coordinator. And I loved it. I was presenting her treatment plans, her consults, lead on new patients. I love the connection with that. And physically, it was good because I wasn't hunched over a chair for eight hours. And when I left her office, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know who I'm going to work for now. And she's like, well, you're going to have to work for yourself or stay here. <laughs> so she really inspired me and Linda Miles to pursue coaching and consulting, you know, and that's kind of how I started. You know, I started right there in Chesapeake, Virginia with some small study clubs. And, you know, I, I really realized then that I had so much just knowledge and experience to share with, with other hygienists. And to me, it was second nature, you know? And I'm like, I, I know that I can do more. I know I can do better. I know I can reach patients. And of course, the oral systemic link has always been, you know, a passion for me. And we got back to North Carolina for military orders. I ended up back at Coastal and still pursuing my spring innovative coaching and consulting on the side, helping offices here in Eastern North Carolina. Um, so I really wasn't interested in traveling the country consulting, um, but I've started networking and, you know, helping offices that are right here local to Eastern North Carolina. And it's been, it's been great to help people just in our community, not only hygienists, but graduates, students that have graduated from our 
program that are in private practice. So I kind of get to nurture them along in their own journey as their mentor. And that's been awesome. I always look back at people's stories and try to think, okay, what was the switch over? What made you think, what happened here that you think got you here? So as I'm listening to you speak, you said, I realized I was really good at teaching instrumentation. Do you think in that in that time it helped you understand how you can make an impact as a consultant through that connection of education? For sure. And I think being a clinical hygienist too, like working part-time, teaching part-time, you know, I hate to say it, but we've all been working behind hygienists that have not done a good job. You know, we've cleaned up what's been left behind or we've been, you know, temping in profi mills. And I mean, let's just call call it what it is and the elephant in the room. You know, we all know it's happening. And I just feel like I had such powerful mentors as periodontists that I'm like, why isn't everybody feel the way that I feel? You know, how can I make an impact that, you know, when we go into private practice, why are you doing a profi on a perio patient? Why are you doing a gross debridement and just doing the best you can? And I think a lot of that is probably instilled in in us as hygienists and and leaders and go-getters who who want to do more. And it's kind of like, yeah, I wanted to make that impact. And and even moving now in shifting from education into more of a corporate role in numerous ways, you know, how can I still impact our profession and our patients? It that's that's what our core values are right there is our patients. For sure. And so with what you did there, you went out and you did consulting on your own. You're still doing some of that, as I understand it. And also you're in the corporate world now with Zyrus. And then you're also doing some things with GBT. Tell me how that all fits together and like how that serves your why. I'm always so interested to hear this. Well, and I know that you are totally a tech guru, whether it's, you know, iTero or, you know, Isolite, Isovac. I mean, there's just so many products out there for us as hygienists that make our life easier. You know, they make our life easier. They make the patient experience easier. And my introduction to GBT was actually about 2019. I was invited to Chicago to train a train the trainers event where I mean, I kind of knew about subgingival, you know, low abrasive air polishing. Um, I had some experience with Acteon. And um, so I was I was aware, but I didn't really know where that, you know, generated from. And I left that weekend going, oh, my gosh, why are we not practicing like this? And that was just before the launch of the Airflow Prophylaxis Master Unit. And I went back to Coastal and I told my department director or my department head, I'm like, we have got to get this technology. I'm like, we shouldn't be practicing anything else. It resonated so much with me for the efficiency, for the patient treatment, for the therapeutic value. So many reasons, um, especially being Imperio. You know, I mean, you're just not hand scaling all day. And I underwent that role and became a trainer for EMS um, part time. And a couple of years ago, there was only about five trainers, five or six trainers in the U.S. We've just onboarded more. So there's more of us, which allows me to kind of just stay in my little bubble here. And um, I still maintain a relationship with with EMS as an SDA trainer. And recently I onboarded with Zyrus, the uh, former makers of Isolate and Isovac, Isodry that are that are known throughout the dental community. And really same thing. I just, I was looking for that next step. What is the next step for me? How can I continue to impact the future of our profession? And, you know, to scale a tooth is to scale a tooth. To use an ultrasonic is to use an ultrasonic. But now the technology part of how we prolong our careers as clinical hygienists, 
the therapeutic value for the patient and the patient experience. And I know even with your consulting, you know, it's now becoming about the patient experience. You know, um, it's, it's different than it was five, 10, even 15 years ago. So that patient experience is huge. And working for so many different, um, you know, even, even Tanya Brown in Chesapeake, she had such an amazing philosophy about her new patient experience. I learned so much in just how to speak to patients, how to take, you know, plant the seed in patients that you really know they need this level of care, but they're not there yet. We may maybe need to go to this level of care and start to build the foundation and the relationship and the trust. And I think technology is kind of how helping us do that. I think um, the Isolite family of products, I think EMS, Products are helping our patients have great experiences and making our jobs easier for us. And of course, we're seeing the clinical outcomes. And how do you, I kind of already know the answer to this question. Do you ever um, talk to hygienists who are more of like, I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm a little bit apprehensive about it. Do you ever talk to hygienists who are like that? Every day. <laughs> I talk to students like that, hygienists like that. And I think it's whether it's um, it, from a technology standpoint and change or longevity standpoint, and they're tired. They're tired of, of fighting that I don't have the technology. So I find my passion in, in coaching or talking to study clubs or talking to dentists is to help bridge that gap in our team from dentist to hygienist. Um, you know, so many times you hear hygienists like, well, I haven't had new instruments in how many years? And you start looking at stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, how are you working like this? You know, how are you working like this? And how are you providing excellent care? So I feel like I've kind of become an advocate when I go in to coach or consult and say, you know, this is the whole picture and there, there's going to be change. That's why I'm here. And looking at what not only your patients need or your team needs, but what is what do your hygienists need? You know, what is the outcome for your patients if your hygienists are working with butter knives and you're using, you know, sodium bicarbonate, which, is, you know, there's just so much change coming out in our profession that's that's based by science and literature that it's exciting. You know, it's just it's so exciting. And I think it's hard for us as hygienists to ask for that change because we want to give and give and give. And a lot of times we don't get that back. So what do you say to the hygienist who is resistant to the change in utilizing technology? Mm, that's a great question. I get it. I get it all the time. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's, I think there's totally more than one right answer. And what I've learned is, I don't know if you felt this way getting out of hygiene school, but it was like, you got out of hygiene school and you're going to save every tooth, you know, one tooth at a time, every patient, we had this super cape on and we were just going to just, you had to floss and you had to have this pair, you know, we were so gung ho and we believed it. And then we got like our feelings crushed because patients would say no. And we didn't know how to turn that conversation into case acceptance. And it took years for me to kind of really figure out that verbiage. And what I've learned through DISC, and I know you're also a certified DISC um, provider as I am, and that, that was just a whole other door that opened for me, was learning to understand where that clinician is, learning to understand their DISC style, and having the information to support what they need. And then really having them experience both sides, you know, and what we did at Coastal, starting with GBT, 
And even when COVID came out and we had so many different varieties of evacuation systems because, you know, the big push was for HVE, you know, we started instead of challenging the patients and I want you to do it this way and I want you to do it that way, or we were only going to do it this way. It was, let's do this. Let's do half the mouth. Let's do half the mouth traditional. Let's do half the mouth GBT with this new technology, or let's do half the mouth with Isovac half the mouth with PureVac or half the mouth with, you know, standard HVE. And it became really evident really fast how, what their preference was. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've learned now to live in a world where there's kind of more than one right answer. And I think it's allowing the hygienist to feel heard. What are your concerns? Where are you at? What are, what's the resistance for change? And one of the things, um, Dr. Gabaret, who's the department head at Coastal Carolina Community College, he and I did a joint presentation for the North Carolina Dental Society in May in Myrtle Beach. And I thought it was fabulous for him to support GBT as a dentist and for other dentists to hear his experience because, you know, sometimes our dentists are just like, hey, we are hygiene team. We love it. Let's just let them handle it. They don't really know what's going on in our rooms. They don't really know what we're struggling with, even though they say they do, they really don't. Right. (laughs) So, you know, with that, I think it was, you know, having him be like, I can't believe not everybody is practicing like this. You know, when he got in and he did the training and he, you know, he's a certified user as well. And being able to take that and, and turn it around to say, this change is change and any change is hard right? It takes time. And we're on the clock every second of the day. We're making split second decisions and taking that and morphing it to, it's okay to just accept that change, do a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be, um, he's kind of coined the frame using your familiar tools or dropping your familiar tools. Like we have to still use our scalers and we still use maybe a saliva ejector. We're not throwing that stuff away, but it's okay to take those baby steps into let's let's try it and then let's do a little bit more versus you're never going to use your hand instruments again. Like that's not what GBT is about. And that's not even what ISOVAC is about. You'll never use something again. And I, I think a lot of times hygienists feel pushed to use something because their dentist believes in it. And it's really um, bringing that gap in knowledge, I think, together and letting them experience it. Yeah. And then I love that you said, to, to not just say, okay, you can never use that again, because that can feel very threatening. But those, those, the power of those tiny modifications and those tiny changes every single day that you're trying and you're saying, oh, okay, now I'm comfortable enough to do this. I, I get this all the time with using iTero and having, helping or whatever technology it is, but helping that individual feel confident in a way that's right for them, because yeah. it's got to be not, it's not one size fits all. It's what's the environment, what's the expectation. And to your point as well, none of us know what the other person's role is exactly like every day. Cause we're not in it. Yeah, for sure. So you walk in those shoes until you know, and say, because a lot of times docs will come back and this is fine. Their heart's in the right place and say, here's this device. This is going to change lives. And we're like, what do we even do with this? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's like, okay, I need a user manual. I need support. And, and then I need more support and I have more questions. And right. it's nice to work with companies like Xyrus who actually offer that. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I think that's one thing is having, you know, um, 
any company or any technology that you have, having that training to come in and support system to say, hey, this isn't working. I need to adjust this. You know, the equipment's not working or something, you know, it's not working for me a lot of times. Um, and in the offices that I've been in, you know, across the country have just been so generous at being, you know, forthright in, hey, I like this. I don't like it. How can we fix it? And having the companies behind behind their products and, the, and their philosophy, you know, for sure. So then you've worked with a hygienist, you've worked with doctors, and you're that liaison, you're that advocate, that that person between that's connecting the dots for each other and helping bridging that understanding. So then, then what? So you, you take them, you know, of course you're following up with those offices and you're supporting them. What other ways are you supporting offices after you're like, okay, here's the handoff and you guys are good because a lot of times offices with consulting, it's like, okay, now you guys go do the things and, what kind of follow-up do you offer? I think it's really important, just like our perio patients. You know, you don't do perio therapy for quads and turn them loose for a year. You know, you see them frequently. Um, I've always had kind of an open-door policy with any of my clients or even graduates. You know, my text, my phone, my email is always open to you for questions or problems. And I think it's just about having that line of communication um, instead of, like, finishing their program and call me if you need me let's kind of transition to every three months, you know, let's do a, a longer half day workshop or let's do every six months. And then it can become, you know, um, that year follow up, or they might need you sooner. So I've been really flexible too. Um, one, because I am again, so busy with different things that it's, it's not really a one size fits all. So I've, I've been now in my new position as education manager with Cyrus. Um, I backed off my full-time coaching, but I still have some clients that will, you know, need some follow-up or a zoom call, or I can go in locally and help for a day or on a Saturday. And that's been great. You know, the, the culture, um, which I think a lot of hygienists are looking for different culture in the workplace, you know, the freedom and flexibility to do what they need to do, not be micromanaged and be rewarded for that. You know, we work hard as hygienists, really, really hard and really long hours. So, you know, one of the biggest things for me is to go in and make sure my hygienists have a lunch break. You know, I get the whole let's work seven to three and get out early. But, you know, our hygienists, it, it, we're seeing it. You know, there's a lot of people that didn't come back from COVID. There's burnout. They're not, they don't have the technology they need to support them. And I think being that advocate in, in technology and in mental health, you know, a reward here and there, go do a spa day with your team, take them out kayaking, you know, all of that stuff I just think is so important that, you know, it's really easy as a coach or consultant to just remind your doctor and be like, hey, let's, you know, the more you do for them, the more they're going to do for you, you know, and your patients. Because, you know, as hygienists, we all want to serve. It's what we, it's what we do. It's what we love. Yeah, I find that about dental teams. That's why, that's why we're in this. It's to serve and to improve lives. And when I was in Oklahoma the other day, the orthodontist said, I love to see people smile and make people smile. And I get to do that as an orthodontist. And I'm like, oh, that's yes, awesome. what a great answer. And, you know, so I too also try to encourage the team that technology, while it's different, while it is a change, is there to support you as if it's another team member. And 
Also, too, with people going and temping in different offices, I think that they probably delight in that change up of having, you know, they go into an office, they have GBT, they have a different type of innovation over here. They get that variety in different offices. So I see it as kind of like a, a sticky point. And then also, too, a way that hygienists can have variety in their day and in their career. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I know your philosophy around leadership is just booming right now. And I think that that has become a real hot topic in, in dentistry, you know, looking at behavioral assessments, looking at personality styles, emotional intelligence, and supporting the doctors. Um, Cause you know, I think sometimes the hygienists forget like uh, we're in the passion of treating people and, and patients, but this is still a business, you know, we can't be, paying our hygienists at $60 an hour or $40 an hour if we're not making any money, you know? I mean, so I, I, it was a great experience to go into consulting and really see the balance between the two. And I know there's so much focus on, on, you know, time and money, but it's kind of like giving back to the doctors to have the leadership where they don't get that in, in school, you know, they might get it through advanced study clubs or, you know, academies like Spear or Dawson, Coys even, um, I've worked with a lot of Coys doctors and that, you know, it's like walking into a different type of practice. I mean, it's kind of like you go in and do some training and you're like, you guys, you guys aren't really the ones that need us. It's like the ones that are struggling, not doing perio charting, not doing x-rays, running pro females. Um, and I know I'm probably ruffling a little bit of feathers, but it's, I mean, like I said, let's just talk about the elephant in the room because it, it's a reality. I have students that graduate and go out year after year and they're like, this is spring, this is what's happening. What do I do? And I'm like, you need to be the voice of reason, you know, stand up for yourself, stand up for your license. And, um, and I'm really passionate about that. So I think the leadership, one of the one of my most favorite things that I have um, created is a leadership summit, um, not only for dentists, but I'm going to start with hygiene teams and also focus some equine behavior in those leadership summits. We've done three and they have been so fun. So fun. My other passion is horses, teeth and horses. So Oh, that that's so fascinating. I I've I, I love a good leadership summit too with our listeners. If you wanted to drop a link later uh, for registration, we can put that in the show notes later once you set that date or however you would like for us to get that information out there. Yeah, we've talked about a lot of different things. We talked about your career path, how teaching probably connected your interest to give you the confidence to know that you could educate in different ways and coach. Because when you teach, you're able to break down the experience into little bitty tiny steps, which is what you do also in coaching and consulting. So I think that we, and I know, and I say, I say this a lot, and I think that you would agree that as dental providers, as healthcare providers, we are so multi-talented and we are so, so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. And in doing those things to explore those different, the different ways that we can improve ourselves, that we can connect with others, because that's a skill set. Absolutely. It's not always an easy skill set, but I feel like, you know, your journey too. I mean, just look, I mean, I think back to 12 years ago when we connected and where I was and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at how much we have both done, you know, in the industry and in the profession for hygienists and, and just the industry itself and, and technology. And it's just... I want that for all hygienists because you're right. There's this, we are all talented. And I think that, that even the mental health of our professionals can cross over into that, you know, giving your hygienist one day a week to maybe assist in a high level procedure or be the treatment plan coordinator. I mean, 
that was like when I worked for Dr. Brown, I mean, it was a blessing. I had so much fun. I'm like, oh, I get to learn how to do a face bow and we're going to do this. And I can, you know, it gave me a chance to see on the restorative side versus perio, you know, like this is what happens under a leaking and amalgam, you know, or a leaking amalgam. And I'm like, so when you're treatment planning this and you, you know, sometimes hygienists are like, well, they're just taking amalgams out to, you know, replace restorations. And it's like, when you see what's under there and the doctors give, the hygienist, the chance to see behind the scenes, that is so valuable. And it's like, it's like being a student again, you know, it's just exciting and passionate. And, um, you know, I think that lifelong learner, uh, I have a funny story. I don't want to take us off track too much, but I was at the college fair here in North Carolina with my son and High Point University here in North Carolina is opening a new dental school, a new university and dental school. And of course, I stopped by to talk to him. And I'm like, oh, tell me about the dental school. And he was telling me this and that, and the, tech, uh, the technology that they have and the, the new facility. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, are, are you wanting to go to dental school? And I'm like, well, I might after this. I'm like, this actually kind of sounds fun. <laughs> My son's like, mom, you know, but it's that it's that lifelong passion that, you know, if you're doing the same thing every day, the same way for 20, 30 years, I, I wouldn't be practicing chair side like that anymore, you know? And that was one of the reasons where I started to move to education, you know? So I, I think that's important for all of us to feed that passion that burns inside of us. Absolutely. What I've realized over the last three years too, is how beneficial it is for all of the team to go to continuing continuing education courses. Like for instance, I have an iTero course that's for, um, you know, the patient connection and how 3D scanning saves time and it improves communication. The entire team needs to hear that because the front office needs to know what the back office is saying, back needs to know what front saying. So you have that true handoff. So to your point, having folks being able to go and put into that environment so they can see the procedure, they can see what is happening as a point of learning and curiosity that's satisfied. So then you can serve the patient better. So perhaps it's a day of the month that someone rotates in for a, for a different procedure. I love that concept, but it truly brings the team together to work more, more cohesively because you can comprehend what is being recommended and stress also the urgency to the patient. And also know the consequences of not treating it. Absolutely. And I, I mean, just to build off of that, whether it's an iTero, whether it's using um, an Isovac, Isolite, or, or even the GBT experience, um, you know, those are all like team building yes. um, built around the teams, especially for EMS. And I know in my experience, sometimes you get the, well, I don't know why my front office needs to be involved in this or the dental assistants need to be involved with ISOVAC training or the, you know, it's, it's again about the experience because you can talk about it all day long, but until you sit in the chair and it's like you have airflow done or you are working and you can use your mirror hand and not have to use an HVE with an Isovac. I mean, it's like figuring that out and you're like, oh my God, how, how do I, how do I not live with this stuff? You know, I think it gives the perspective, the team perspective. If you're a treatment plan coordinator, if you're scheduling someone with dental anxiety or fear on the other end of the telephone, I mean, and I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's got to be a cohesive message throughout the whole team. Yeah. Because I think that that reduces burnout for everyone and it leads into everyone's why and it helps them feel more confident as the day goes, every day goes throughout, you know, throughout their day, throughout their day, same day, same day, you feel like you're doing the same thing day in and day out. But it offers that sense of that lifelong learning and you 
I think that when you um, offer that to your team as well, it lets them know that you're investing in them and they invest back in you and the patient. So I don't know. And they're, they're proud to be there. They're, they're proud to be part of that and focus on the positive. Cause let's face it. Dentistry is stressful. Education is stressful. Any job is stressful, but it's managing that and knowing you have an open door and then you're also rewarded. Like, you know, let, you got done 15 minutes early. Love it. Go home. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, things like that, that are so, it doesn't seem like a big deal to anybody else, but you're like, man, 15 minutes, I can go to the grocery store and the bank before I have to pick my kid up. <laughs> you know, that's like a blessing in disguise. It's like $10 in college, man. That would fill up your tank of gas yeah. back in the day. It's like $10. It's like 15 minutes. What I can do with 15 minutes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, you know, and I, I think it's, I, give you so much credit for giving back to the industry. And just, it's been so fun to reconnect over the last couple of days because it's, you know, it's professionals like you that are like in this, I feel like are my tribe, you know, you, you guys are the professionals I want to surround myself with and, and keep giving back. It's not just about us, but it's about our profession. I, absolutely. I feel the same about you. And yeah. I think, you know, like attracts like you, you attract who you are and just, so grateful for you and all that you're doing. And Erica, it's been such a delight to have you with us today. How do people get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is just by um, email, which is Erica spelled E-R-I-K-A at springinnovative.com. Awesome. Thank you. And it's been such a delight. And I know that I'll see you probably soon. Absolutely. In a couple different capacities. So to our listeners, Thank you so much for your continued support. We would appreciate your five-star rating on Google, on any type of podcast software that you are using, and then subscribe and share our podcast as well. So Erica, thank you. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you for all that everybody's doing and take care. Be well. Be well.